Welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone DeRochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined by problematic fave Christina Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! And candidate for the house, Brianna Wu. Christina, you've got to update your business cards today. Today. Like, you've got to. Problematic fave. I I think you're right. Oh, freak, you guys, I have to tell the story that I told on Twitter, which if you don't follow me on Twitter, you don't know the story. And you should know. You have to know. um, Because it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I was in the supermarket the other day. Did you read this? Did you read read what happened? Oh, this is so good. This is so good. It's so bad. So I'm in, there's a really, really, really long line at the checkout. And this guy asks, oh, is this the end of the line? And I'm like, yeah. And he strikes up a conversation about the Super Bowl. And I think, okay, that's normal because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Everything's great. He's telling me how hot the quarterback of the Falcons is and how if he were a woman, he'd be attracted to him. And I'm like, that you don't need to be, but that's fine. You know, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I'm sure he's hot. I haven't seen him. Yeah, it's getting a little weird. He asks what team my husband is rooting for. And I'm like, Haha, red flag right there. But I still don't know how to respond to this question ever. So I'm like, no husband, but I'm a Seahawks fan. Still, you know, kind of getting uncomfortable, but pretty normal. And then we get a little closer. He has gradually inched closer to me, you know, cutting in front of the one woman who was between us. And I'm like, ah, there's still like five people between me and the end of the checkout line because it's a really busy day, Super Bowl Sunday at Christidi's. And then he holds up his plastic bag that he's carrying and he's like, you want to see what I have in here? You're not going to freak out, are you? I'm like, I might freak out. Is that a spider? He's like, no, 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 I'll open it. I'll show you. And he opens the bag. And in the bag is a cardboard box, a little cardboard box with a blue parakeet wildly flapping around in it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's a bird. That's you have a bird. He's like, yeah, I just picked it up at PetSmart. And I'm like, that's great. And then he starts to like pry open, you know, it's folded closed. And he starts to pry it open to show me the bird. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. The bird's going to fly away. He's like, it's fine. No, 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 it's not. It's not fine. The bird, it literally just like he he just pulls it open. He pulls oh, no. open the box with the <gasps> loose bird in it. And the bird flies up in the air. I snatch the bird out of midair <laughs> because I don't know what else to do. I just grab it out of midair and it bites me. Uh, because <laughs> it's a very frightened parakeet who has just been oh. let loose in the grocery store. I, the, the entire line just like lets out this collective gasp of like, <laughs> why? Why is this happening? And so we get the bird back in the box, and he doesn't he doesn't freaking leave. And at this point, yeah, I realized that he has no items, and he's oh, in the oh longest. My God. It's such a long line, and we've been talking for at least ten minutes at this point. And he's he's standing in the checker line of Gracidis with no items and a bird in a box, and I. <laughs> I'm just. What's your number? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get him to leave. And the woman behind me pointed out. So, are you actually buying anything? Because you don't have any items. And he's like, "Uh, I just wanted a Kit Kat bar." As we're like, "Okay, here, here's your Kit Kat bar." I hand him a Kit Kat bar. I'm like, "Cut! You could. Why don't you go ahead of me? You should get that bird (laughs) home." Yes. The bird at this point is in the plastic bag, but flying loose because the box won't close anymore because he ripped it open. So it's just a bird in a plastic bag. Oh my, oh my God. God. It, appalling. Absolutely appalling. And eventually, like, in what this has lasted an eternity by this point. And eventually, he, without the Kit Kat bar, 
asks, do you think I'm crazy? And I'm like, no, I think you need to get that bird home. He's like, I have three birds at home and two kids. And I'm like, okay. And eventually he just leaves. So he never asked for your number. He never asked for my number. He he did say that we were married. And I was like, no. Um, And he walked out of there with that bird that I am uh, concerned for the welfare of. (laughs) Wow. But it did not break the skin. What a freaking weird Sunday. I mean, there's getting hit on awkwardly in public places. <laughs> I take it to and a whole new level. Story. Yeah. And there's that story. Yeah. Wow, Simone. Yeah. This is this was almost like a, a horror movie. Like, you know, <laughs> honestly, honestly somebody yeah. could make that into like a, a horror yeah. short film. Like yeah. just, it, was, it would be it'd be a slightly different ending instead of like at the end he also like pulled out a machete or something. Right. Like, like Simone becomes the bird and then she's right. in the in the bag for the next person. I, I would get some kind of Simone weird bird have, disease. Uh, oh my god, no, it'd be like the fly. You're right, Brianna. I'd turn into the bird, it'd be like the fly, but the bird. Well, yeah, your problem is you have like a, a nice personality, like people see you on the street and there's like, yeah, Simone is somebody I should talk to. And like, mm-hmm. I don't have that problem. Right. Like, I really, you know, right. In the middle yeah. of that conversation, I was like, I really got to work on this New Yorker attitude because I would not be having this conversation. But like at first he just seemed like a, a normal old guy just wanting to chat about the Super Bowl. It was only when he asked if I had a husband that I was like, all right, this is about to get weird. Because strange well, guys mean, never ask if you're married. Wait, like When I'm clearly not wearing a ring or anything, they never ask that unless they're about to hit on you or do something. Right. Totally In which case, I mean, like, that's one reason I am glad I'm married. But even if, if, if like, you're not, like, in the future, I mean, just say, like, you don't have a husband, you have a wife, you know? like See, I would, but then I don't want to, like, invite any hostility on that front. I just want to be like, that's an inappropriate question. Maybe I Just can- surf your phone. Like, just surf your phone. Just, like, got a tweet. I mean, you, just, you, you, have yeah. to, you have to work on your resting bitch face because that is, yeah. like, a, a, a life skill. Um. I picked it up in college because I went to school in downtown Atlanta and and people would like ask me for money and and not in a way like these were like career panhandlers like mm-hmm. you would see the same people out there for years sometimes on cell phones and there's just like I don't know one time I gave money to someone and then they complained it wasn't enough and I was like you know what I, I'm now never giving money to anyone ever again, uh, and, and unless it's like charity organizations or directly, you know, buying someone food or whatever. But like, I got to the point where the Harry Krishnas would would really kind of, you know, be, um, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? They 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 definitely aggressive? like yes, aggressive, yeah, aggressive, and and you just had to kind of develop a face that just says nope, not actually going to mess like, with on you. The, on the subway, I'll have that face, but it was the asking because the line was like genuinely winding around in a weird way. It was the asking like, is this the end of the line? Where I was like, I'm going to be helpful and friendly, and I wouldn't. I don't take. I don't regret that, obviously, no, because of course. but no, it, yeah, no. it was the. He took me by surprise. I would give you permission to just throw your groceries in the man's face and run for it. Like, that's what you should <laughs> I mean, have honestly, done. Yeah. I mean, I literally should have also- just taken the raw chicken out of the bag and no. smacked it across his face. Yeah, and saved the bird. And saved Run the bird, This is also yeah. why I always travel with headphones. Yup. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. you can be, I mean, you can answer the question, then you can put your headphones on. And turn that, turn that stuff up. That is a feature of Beats, and I feel like that is not talked about enough. It I really never, is. It's like everybody is. sees yeah. you, the, you've got your Beats on, uh, and they're like, you know what? Not going to bother you. I, I see you're, drive you're, away you're the strange your rose men gold. that want to know if you're married. 
feet. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I, 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 I got to tell you the truth, Christina. Like 90% of the time, I'm not even listening to music. Same, I swear same, to God. Same, same. I swear to God. I just don't want to talk to anybody. Same. So. I did that That's today. And I went back to the or, same or store. Or yeah. a cab. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. We should talk about tech. Hey, what's up with that? <laughs> So, uh, Vizio is settling with the FTC and paying $2.2 million in penalties after uh, misleading messaging surrounding their tracking of customer habits with the smart interactivity feature in which they never really explained what exactly they were tracking. Yeah, I would actually say that I would say misleading is probably even like under uh, understating what actually uh, would actually happen. I mean, by how many million to- dollars is it understating it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's the interesting thing. A two point two million dollar fine is certainly not small, but it's certainly not going to in like the uh, you know massively impact Vizio's business in the slightest. But when this story first came out in, I guess it was like November 2015, I'm actually going to give you a link, Simone, for the uh, show notes because I was on Fox News talking about oh, wow. this. Yeah. And it was funny because um, usually I go on TV like to explain like why you shouldn't freak out and why like the world isn't ending. And this was a case <laughs> where they were like, well, how bad is this? I was like, yeah, this is pretty bad. <laughs> it was like one of those cases where like, actually, this is not a good thing. Um, uh, please ignore the fact that I'm, I'm 25 pounds heavier than uh, – I should be in in that uh, clip. Uh, I have since lost the weight and look much better. Anyway, um, no, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a little understating because they weren't just. Not only were they not telling people what was happening, but this was on by default. Um, to kind of back up, uh, Vizio was basically. Um, taking little micro photographs, basically screen captures of your screen every you know however like of, of, of you know fractions of a second of a time uh, fairly at fairly frequent intervals and this would be anything that was on your on your TV screen whether you're watching like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or regular cable and then they would send that back to their servers and be able to analyze what the program content was and then be able to kind of build a profile tied to your IP address of what you're watching so a lot of um, smart TV companies do at least, and you know, uh, Samsung has been uh, has, has done this. LG has done this, where they will kind of, you know, track to some degree some of the things you're watching. But usually, a they tell you that they're they're doing it, and b it's something you have to enable. This was enabled by default, and not only that, they went back to TVs as far back as 2010 and enabled the feature on TV. So it was it's not one of those things where like you had a TV that you bought in 2014 that had this feature. If you had a smart, you know, Vizio TV that had you know a Wi-Fi connection or whatever from like 2010 or 2011, they were retroactively updating that firmware so that it could grab these screen captures and send uh, and basically build a collection of what you're watching. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the the according to what I've read is hyper targeted too. Like it's yes. not like you know Apple if you're using their Maps feature, you know they keep that data so they can like update everyone on the road on you know if there's an accident ahead or you know what traffic is like. But yeah, they've talked about how they use differential privacy to basically get one end of it and scramble it and get the other end of your ride and you know transmit it in a way that nothing is personally identifiable. Here, according to you know what we know, they are hyper matching this yes. information with your name, mm-hmm. your address, keeping real records on you in a way that just allows 
hyper-specific marketing and is collecting all this information about you without any consent. And that's why I'm so upset about a mere $2 million fine. Like this is, they made so much more money, I'm sure, from all the information they collected and sold on people. That if anything, this feels like a rubber stamp for the practice. Why do you think they weren't fined more money than this? Well, I think the FTC, frankly, is not that strong um, mm. counterbalance as it should be. Um, and I think it needs more authority. Um, I think it speaks to the you know, more general corporate capture of our regulatory apparatus. Yeah. And it, apparently the they were tracking users not just by IP address and on the TV, but also across devices because of that IP address connection. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, what does that what does that mean for, I guess, someone's someone's viewing habits. I mean, that just ties into the, the network of advertisements that are being pushed with yes. constantly on on various, all, all websites, all websites. Yeah, I mean, and, and potentially, you know, video services too. And what's interesting about this is that they were doing things that the video services themselves would not be allowed to do. Like there are, there are laws against um, how much of information, um, you know, like uh, rental companies can track. Like Netflix had to lobby um, the Obama administration to be able to share your, uh, you know, what you've watched on Netflix on on with with Facebook or with other things if you opted into it because there was it's kind of known as like the the, the Bort Law um, about you know um, rental privacy histories and things like that and and that's hasn't fully extended into the digital age but it has to a certain extent and so it's it's interesting that they were able to track a lot of this stuff in ways that the places that you're actually watching the content wouldn't be able to, you know, the TV manufacturer was getting away with and saying, Oh, well, we're not beholden to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to me, what's, what's also so gross is the fact that they, you know, that this was enabled by default and they weren't yeah. telling people what was happening. Mm-hmm. There was like a 30 second pop-up that, um, said that smart interactivity was on and that it could be disabled but did not explain what the the feature actually was and who and, and who's gonna read that and, and no and, I, and, I i just set up a tv recently uh we got a sony bravio and no there there was so much of that the menu set up stuff where i was just like oh i you know it's a tv whatever but like the fact is i know this because i was shopping for t- tvs just recently you cannot really buy a tv that isn't a smart tv now like i know i i was searching for a tv i was like oh i don't need a smart tv like let's just see ones that aren't smart tv they, they, they don't really exist anymore they're all all connected tvs so in that sense it's important that this this particular case happened and that they were fined because it sets a precedent um but like you said there have been other other cases like of samsung doing audio recordings and things like that that we don't necessarily think about I mean, this is why, as you know, I'm running for Congress, I've had a lot of talks lately with privacy experts. It feels to me like we have this this false choice out there that, um, you know, somehow uh, consumer consent, like, magically opens up the gateway there. And it, it, it somehow says all this behavior is okay. The truth is, normal people can't understand this stuff. The truth is, people don't think about this stuff. And there's just no point of, like, you know, Christina, you and I and Simone, you, we might be fine if we're hyper thinking about this stuff. And like, sure. we buy a TV and we're hyper paranoid, but we're not normal. 
We are the freakish edge case here. So I am completely unconvinced that the market can solve these issues. I I just, I really don't. Because in consumer, there's not ever going to be a future where they're understanding this stuff. And, you know, this really shows how the profit motive for this company really forced them to push these rules farther than they should go. You know, there's, there's more incentive for them to violate your privacy and aggregate all this data about you than there is not to. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think this we can make any, um, you know, I don't think we can get any further on this issue if we like kind of pass the buck and say, well, the consumers should know better because that's it's mm-hmm. just never going to happen. Like, even though we talk about this stuff almost every week now, even I'm careless more often than not with things like this. So I, I can't expect anyone yeah. else to be more careful than I am when we literally are like dooms ringing the doomsday bells every week on Rocket. Well, and frankly, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be, the onus shouldn't be on the consumer to begin with. You shouldn't buy a television and have to double check all your settings to make sure it's not taking little images of everything Mm -hmm. you watch and sending it back and creating a viewer profile of everything you watch in your household and tying it to your IP so it can sell you stuff. Like, that shouldn't be something that happens. Like, you know, like, the onus should never be on the consumer, I don't think, in this case, period. The only reason I would say that this would ever be even the slightest bit okay, A, would be if, if they're being very clear that it's happening to begin with. But frankly, if Vizio wants to do this, then they need to pay me. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if they want a record of everything I watch, okay, cool. Then I, I want my television for free. Heck, I, they I, honestly – considering not to then turn around and crap on the consumer, but if they offered their TVs at like a, a huge price drop just because it tracks all your data, I bet they would sell a bunch of freaking TVs because people, probably would. again, don't care. <sighs> Heavy sigh. I mean, it's just, it's a mess, right? And this is just the latest example. So mm-hmm. it's it's really depressing. And I just, um, I, I, I want to know more about why the uh, FTC was only able to get such little, you know, um, fines out of this. Well, it's, I think it's because they were yeah. only in the state of New Jersey. Oh, oh okay. you know, yes. Okay. One, so I think that one million been, to the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs. Exactly. So I think that obviously, I, and 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 I don't know if this means that this is over. Period, or if it was just because you know New Jersey was the state that filed, or what the case may be. And who knows? Maybe there would be a, a more um, a national uh, fine or something. I'm not really sure, but I, I think that that's the size of the fine has to do with the fact that that it was the um, the New Jersey Attorney General who brought the complaint. That's a really interesting question about whether it could continue to be pursued by other states. Um, I don't know anything really about legal matters like this. So if any listeners know anything about the, the, um, I guess, I mean, but the FTC is a national organization, yeah. though, so... Hmm. Hmm. I, I guess just one thing I'll say before I move on. Like the other thing that gets me here is like this. By some accounts I've read, was like taking images and transmitting it every you know fraction of a second, which is a right. huge amount of bandwidth. It's and a I'm second just, by second in the uh, the Gizmodo write up of it. That is a lot. Like that mm-hmm. is chewing up a huge part of your internet connection. Like oh, there wow, are that's true. There are limits on how much you can upload before they start throttling your speed. So, um, <laughs> I mean, definitely, yeah. especially when you talk about, you know, companies like Comcast who have really strict bandwidth limits. I mean, I think that I would have to think that the size of these files was very would be very small 
you know, and, and who knows what sort of watermarking and what sort of compression they're using. But yeah, I mean, the fact that they're using this bandwidth at all, I think you're, you're dead on. Like, you, this, this is yet another thing you shouldn't have to worry about when you buy your TV that you're going to go over your data bandwidth because your, your TV that's spying on you is uploading images and slowing down your internet. Like, that's terrible. What a freaking nightmare. All right. <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Movement Watches. Movement, movement, movement was founded on the belief that fashion, style, and grace shouldn't break the bank. They, their goal is to make affordable watches still look beautiful and classy, and by my own account, they have succeeded in this goal, for I myself have fortunately, through the graciousness of movement, been provided with a movement watch. It is a beautiful beautiful gold watch with a white leather band and it sits on my wrist and makes me look like an expensive person who has no time for anyone else but looking at myself in the mirror and admiring my fine movement watch and receiving compliments from people. But of course, (laughs) I don't just do that. I just look really great all the time. Anyway, movement watches started just $95, which is so, so, so much cheaper than you'd get uh, at a department store or some other kind of watchmaking store. Uh, it's online only. You can buy these watches without breaking your wonderful porcelain piggy bank that you've been hoarding since you were five years old. They've sold over 500,000 watches in over 160 countries. So you could play I Spy. You could go around the world looking for fashionable people with movement watches. And then you could hold up your watch and be like, hey. And they'll be like, hey back. And then you can just bond over how freaking fashionable you are with your minimalist leather banded watch. That's my dream. If you go to movementwatches.com slash rocket, you can look at some of these gorgeous watches. They have a selection of the men's watches for you men listeners out there or women listeners who want a a gunmetal watch. (laughs) They are like really gorgeous. Like usually I'm not into that, Simone. Yeah. Yeah. You like, yeah, you would like the gunmetal watch. I do. Those with your motorcycle. But yeah, Yeah. like male watches can be like kind of, bulky and gross sometimes and these like they look really sleek really minimalist like the gunmetal black one actually so it has a black leather band and then a black face and a black watch and then the the time markings on it are blue a pale blue and it's really really gorgeous and i actually like the the white black and tan one a lot too that one has a white face the watch is black and then the band is tan leather and i accidentally just clicked on it but I'm not going to buy it today, even though it's beautiful. So I I really, I'm enjoying my movement watch a lot. I've had it for a few months now, and I definitely did get fine compliments on it when I wear it into work. And the process of choosing it was very, very difficult because I narrowed it down to not not a small amount of watches and then I linked the page to my coworkers to be like hey help me pick out a watch and they started just naming other watches on the page besides the few that I had said pick from these three and they're like oh but this one looks good and this one looks good and I was no no I already I already cut those out please don't make this harder for me than it already is but there are a lot of good selections so you should absolutely go check that out at movementwatches.com/rocket that is mvmtwatches.com slash rocket. And because you're a listener of the show, you'll get 15% off with free shipping and free returns. 
Step up your watch game. Join the movement. <laughs> Join the movement. MVMTwatches.com slash rocket. Boom. <laughs> Twitter! Oh my god. They're doing a thing. They're making some changes. Oh, uh-huh. oh Brianna uh-huh. has some feelings about that. But first, 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 we'll back up and say Twitter announced... On its blog this morning, they're taking three new steps uh, towards making Twitter a happy and healthy environment. Uh, One is being able to use the safe search to remove words or hashtags from searches. And they're finally removing blocked and muted accounts from search results um, and hiding abusive, quote unquote, low quality tweets. And they're also going to prevent people who have, you know, made multiple accounts and been banned from making new accounts. I am finally. unclear. Yes, finally. Hey, that's a that's hmm. a step. So I'm not sure exactly what the what exactly the technological things that they're doing behind this to make this possible are. But this is what they have said in their blog. And I'm going to turn it over to the 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 grumble noising Brianna Wu. Isn't it isn't it awesome that out of all the professional skills I could have developed that when CNN calls they want harassment expert Brianna Wu. Isn't it oh isn't it gosh. great that this is my area of expertise? I did am they call you so today? proud of this. They did. They oh did. Oh my gosh. CNN today. Um you know, so <sighs> You have big promises from Twitter. And I got to tell you guys, like, I'm not going to give their name, but there's someone that's really famous and you know her name. And I was talking with her yesterday. Um, I didn't know Twitter was going to announce this. And she had a really big problem with someone harassing her in a really explicit way and asked me to work with Back Channel to help her rectified the situation. We got Twitter involved. That account was uh, gotten rid of yesterday. And then today, they're back right after this announcement and Twitter's thing is not doing anything about it. And then I've reported the same behavior five times today and it's not doing anything different. So, you know, this is uh, is not the first time we've heard bold declarations from Twitter that uh, the stuff is changing. And I want to be clear, in the past, it has gotten better. Uh, During South by Southwest last year, um, you know, I got some death threats and they were banned. And the people that got banned after sending me death threats actually wrote me and were reasonably civil. And I asked them to explain to me the process of Twitter banning them. And like, they were like requiring phone numbers for them to go back in. So they're like talking about getting burner accounts to go be able to tweet again. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. You know, I mean, Twitter stuff in the past has worked, but then they just stopped doing that policy up as best as I can tell. So, um, yeah, I think the, the big issue here is there, you know, uh, engineers have a really big bias to trying to solve social problems with computer algorithms. You know, Twitter has gotten in trouble with this before. They tried to hire their problem of, you know, not having any black people working at Twitter by uh, doing a, an algorithm that would identify ethnic sounding names. And, oh, you God. know, like their lead black engineer looked at this. He's like, 
I, I forget what his first name was, but it's like, my name is John. Like, this isn't going to help much with a lot of, you know, uh, people of color. Wow. And Twitter kind of just dismissed him. And he ended up quitting over it. And they tried to buy him a severance package to keep his mouth shut. And he said no and wrote several long medium posts about it. So, you know, Twitter does have a propensity to try to do these technical tricks to, you know, social problems. And to me, the areas they need to improve in are here, but it's also in like having a human appeal process. Like someone you can talk to when Twitter like applies their uh, policies inconsistently. Mm-hmm. So hiring you know, I, someone and getting yeah. them some really good health care in form of a therapist and having them go through all the the horrible, horrible things that are sent to people. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, I mean, bold, bold declarations from Twitter, it didn't work today. Mm-hmm. So, at least in my use case. Yeah, and and they've been they've been kind of um <laughs> they've been burned by their own reputation of being a place that is unfriendly and um experts are saying that this is not the thing that's going to fix that in terms of making them attractive to new users. At best it's going to be something that will help people already stay on the platform. But again, that's that's not what they need to grow. And considering just how how much of a miserable place Twitter is right now, even from people that I love and follow, because all of the news is bad, uh, I, I, I think this is going to be a bad year for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Christina? Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I'm glad that they're at least trying things. I don't want to, you know, down on them for, for at least doing things. But, but I wonder how many times can we continue to do stories on Rocket about, oh, Twitter's trying to clamp down on harassment. And then we wait a couple of months and, and see if the situation gets any better and it doesn't. I mean, I'm glad that they're finally taking some action, but I'm also kind of a little bit incensed that it took this long for them to do something seemingly as, as simple as preventing people who've been banned off the platform from signing up with new accounts. Um, you would think that they would have those tools in place to at least be able to identify, you know, the computer or if not the IP address. I understand if you don't want to block IP addresses or, or although that's simple to do, but you should be able to grab some sort of information from from the you know browser, get information inside into the computer, and say, okay, this is no longer allowed. Um, is that and- a, a privacy concern, though? I mean, considering various other topics that we've mentioned tonight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends. If your web browser is offering up that information, if you're if you're able to mm. grab that from within the operating system, I, I, I don't see a problem in them doing that. Yeah. Plenty of other platforms have blocking mechanisms that way that are able to to, to, to lock people out. Yeah. Um, Further than just, that, law enforcement needs the ability to track it in exactly. serious situations mm-hmm. with a subpoena. I mean, going to a right. judge and getting that. But yeah, I mean, and 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 you're not guaranteed a right to have access to Twitter. So if they wanted to be more hamfisted and even saying we don't want this IP address you know, to be able to sign up for accounts anymore than they should be able to do that. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting that they're finally kind of taking that step. Uh, although, you know, Bree's example is that, you know, people are – what I found personally is that if I'm able to kind of report something myself and if I have a dialogue with someone there, I can get something banned. But the automated process still doesn't work as well. And I understand that will be difficult to do. Um, I am glad that, you know, they're making the, the search at least not reflect people that you've banned or blocked or, 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 or muted or whatever, but not banned, uh, blocked or muted. Um, but I but I wonder, I mean, some of the, these things, and I love you guys' take on this, a lot of this stuff just continues to see like more of the same, which is Twitter's 
core way of addressing the harassment problem seems to be hiding the harassment from mm. the person being harassed rather than getting rid of the harassment itself. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But like their quality filter that I feel like that has not gotten enough credit in the press. I mean, that was such a huge step up in my Twitter experience. And, you know, the fact that that's now kind of being carried over to, um, you know, searches, let me give you guys a concrete example. Um, you know, 4chan is doing what 4chan does and Gamergate does, and they are going after my campaign. So, you know, every day, the children that are doing this come up with some new ridiculous attack. Um, so the one they've been pushing lately is Brianna Wu is stealing drugs from, and then they name my husband place of work where they spin off like left-hand versions of uh of of drugs like you know cancer treatments and things like that and they're treating it like i'm stealing drugs from my husband's company and they put this out there and they hire bot accounts to just spam it all day long to the massachusetts local um you know local uh policy hashtag you know, ideally, and we're going to have to do some studies on this to see if it works here at my office. Ideally, you know, low quality spam like that would not junk up the filter. Like if a citizen is going to say Brianna Wu sucks or whatever, great, that needs to be there. This is clearly a spam operation, you know? So I, I, I see that and I see some of the other steps Twitter's taking and it is getting better. But, you know, I... <laughs> I, I just I don't expect this to you know be the last time we did the story on Rocket, like yeah. you said, Christina. I definitely feel like there needs to be more aggressive motions taken against people who harass on Twitter. But I think in a lot of cases, I mean, the bare minimum is that they do want attention. So I do think that hiding them and preventing like that inter any interaction from happening in the first place is a positive step. That being said, obviously it's not, you know, the the band-aid that's gonna cure this whole problem. But definitely, I mean, for a high-profile person like you, Brianna, it's absolutely not enough for maybe someone who stepped in a hornet's nest that day and is is getting crap from people, maybe it is enough to to hide them if it's just like a one-time horrible harassment <laughs> day for them. But yeah, in the long term, I hope that we'll see these these bans, these account bans, um, and prevention of multiple account creations being being taken into effect and affecting the the horrible, horrible community on Twitter. And speaking, I just of, uh, oh, before sorry, before we move on on this, I just wanted to say one more thing. I think it's always worth adding to this. Twitter is the company that most media people use because it's where the nightly news gets set, right? Like mm -hmm, it's, right. it's a very critical for that. But I always think it's worth adding. You know, this problem is just as bad on, um, it's really bad on Reddit. And, you know, Facebook's oversight is much worse than Twitter's from our experience yeah. and they don't get critiqued nearly as much. And I just think that's worth oh, yeah, adding. Oh, yeah, we, we no, I think on our Polygon page, there's no options for, um, for, I think deleting or now I, I don't actually, I don't actually remember what the problem was, but there, there are very few options to take against people who are trolling or harassing or spamming in the, in Facebook comments on our posts. And it sucks because it makes, we've had people being like, Hey, this is cra some crappy commenting happening there. And there's literally nothing for us to do about it at a certain point. So yeah. yeah, no, that's that's very fair. Um, I, I I think you know Twitter being the public nature that it is, being kind of a fire hose, and and the fact 
I think you're right too, Brie. The fact that so many media people use it means that it's 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 uh, called for critique more. Um, Facebook though definitely has its problems. Facebook weirdly has almost kind of the reverse problem in some senses, in that they will over police personal things you post to a page that you know if enough people report, they claim that you know someone posting screenshots of harassing comments they're getting will get a person banned off of Facebook. You know, it, it almost becomes like a, a weird, like their problems are almost in the opposite direction. And in some cases, you know, they're, they're overly zealous on certain things um, and not zealous enough on others. But I think that's a fair point that Twitter gets the bulk of this, uh, but the, the problems definitely exist on other platforms. Speaking of other platforms, just really quickly before we move on to the next topic, I don't think we discussed on this show um, Reddit, deleting the alt-right community what did they yes yeah yes they did um a couple weeks yeah february 1st this went up on gizmodo um i I think you were out that week or something brie something was happening where we it just wasn't the timing wasn't good for us to talk about it but um yeah so that's Speaking of communities making progress, that's something that we can probably discuss at a later date. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Reddit, Reddit also made an announcement uh, earlier this week on Monday that they're going to overhaul how popular works and basically kind of reset some of the some of the, the Reddits that they include, you know, in our all basically the front page, but also um, they're going to be not including certain Reddits uh, subreddits to, to be to be shown on the front page if you're not logged in. Um, and don't subscribe to those things already. Basically, what they're going to do is it's going to make it impossible for certain sub subreddits um, like the Donald to show up at all. Wow. Nice. Wow. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients, bringing that straight to your house with less than ten dollar per ten less than ten dollar meals. Meals that cost you less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes with fresh, high-quality, carefully sourced ingredients so that you can cook them in your home following simple instructions and make delicious home-cooked meals that will be the talk of the block. Because you'll go around with your delicious-smelling meal and you'll show it, you'll you'll stand outside people's doors until they open the door and they're like, what is that smell? It smells amazing. And you'll be like, it's my blue apron and you can't have it. And your friend or significant other will be like, please come home, sit down and eat. And you'll be like, no, today I'm going to be the talk of the block with my home cooked meals from Blue Apron. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, training up a new generation of chefs with more sustainable food options, high standards for ingredients, and um, delicious, delicious recipes, such as baked ricotta cannelloni with romaine salad and Meyer lemon dressing, cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins, 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 what are mandarins? Mandarins. And jasmine rice. <laughs> no mandarins in that. Udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. I already oh. ate dinner, and yet I want to... Oh, vegetable fried rice bowls with cauliflower. Crap. I made creamy shrimp spaghetti for my husband last night because he was wow. um, he was working till 10 at night. And when he got in, he had delicious, like, creamy, uh, like, spaghetti with shrimp in it. And it was so good. Man. And I felt like a four-star chef, even though I'm a one-star chef, but I felt like a four-star. 
I think cauliflower is one of the most underappreciated vegetables, and I'm happy to see it represented here. Uh, Every meal, like I said, comes with step-by-step instructions and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So the whole point is, if you're busy and you don't want to spend a ton of time cooking, you don't have to. You can spend a small amount of time cooking and still have a responsibly sourced delicious meal. And in fact, you can get three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rocket. Check out their weekly selection of recipes, which of course you can customize your order week by week. However many exact orders you want per week, they'll box that up and send it right to you. Um, so it's all, all based on what your needs are, what your family's needs are. You take control. But... Go to blueapron.com slash rocket, three meals, free with free shipping, um, and you will you will make delicious foods. You will smell delicious foods like cheddar cheeseburgers with frizzled onions and romaine salad. God. And mm. you will be the, the envy, the envy of everyone who can smell your cooking, who doesn't get to share with you because why should you have to? I mean, honestly, guys, like, do this for one week. Like, you're getting 50 bucks of food. All you need is, like, a frying pan and some olive oil. And, like, you can, I, I swear, like, you can really do this. And it's so much fun. Those are like, the exact only things I have in my house ever since my roommate <laughs> moved out. Yeah, well, good to know, Simone. I guess you could do it with tinfoil if you're really determined. <laughs> like. Oh, that'd be so depressing. Yeah. But... You can still do it. Even if you can only cook with tinfoil, you too can have delicious home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So, a new trailer for Iron Fist came out today, and it looks boring and I just want Jessica Jones to come back. I mean, honestly, where is Jessica Jones? I mean, honestly, like, I'm kind of tired of all this other stuff. I'm, I, I get the whole building the Defenders miniseries, great, whatever. I just want Jessica Jones back. I don't really care yeah. about yet another, like, dude who lost his parents who is now, like, taking vengeance on the world. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've heard that story enough times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want Kristen Ritter everywhere, like, just yeah. for 2018. Where is she? Has general. anyone seen her? Yeah, I, I don't know. We need, to, we know. need to find her because, yeah. I don't know. She really is the patron saint of Rocket. I feel she just is. spiritually she's here with us every week. <laughs> I am Googling this now because I do need to know. But so this, this trailer shows uh, Danny Rand played by Finn Jones, who you might know as Loris Terrell from Game of Thrones, a character who was destroyed in the adaptation from the books to the TV show. But I'm not here to talk <laughs> about that. I'm not here to talk about my Game of Thrones opinions, of which I have many because I am that obnoxious person. But he comes back to New York City and his company's being run by someone else after his parents died in a plane accident. I could make this sound way more exciting. I'm sorry. Um, but... There, there's so much baggage that this show has and it just even though the original character in the comic books is white it just does not look good in 2017 to have very blonde finn jones doing martial arts surrounded by asian sidekicks it just does not look great um, this is this is why I don't get Simone. Like, okay, if you look at Jessica Jones, this was, I mean, I don't know how you all felt. I felt like this was the superhero story I've been waiting my whole life yes. to hear. Um, you know, it wasn't a woman. I mean, she was someone who was real 
and flawed and angry and determined and broken in a very believable way. And that is a deeply personal character to me. And I have a just ridiculous affinity for that. And then if you look at Luke Cage, you know, Luke Cage is not made for me. It is a glorious celebration of Harlem for people of color and just really celebrates that community and gives them a voice. And it's not speaking to me personally, but it's awesome. Like, I love Luke Cage. That was a great series. Agreed. Um, So I don't like Daredevil sucks. I've tried to get through Daredevil I so many season. times. I like the first season. I couldn't get into the second season. Yeah. And now it's like we're back there with Iron Fist. I just don't understand how you can have like two of these Marvel Netflix series really groundbreaking bringing perspectives that have never been done before. And now we're back to Charlie Chan. You know, like it's really bizarre to me. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a, a crappy, and I will call it a trend at this point, because Daredevil is guilty of this as well. Um, I also enjoyed season one of that, and uh, in season two, I enjoyed every scene that the Punisher was in and zoned out for everything else. But Daredevil uses, um, it, it, it's really crappy to its Asian characters. There's the the Chinese gang, and there's a bunch of ninjas, and these are all these faceless characters that don't really have any character development and the rest of the cast is the the main characters are predominantly white and it's really it, it's crappy asian representation and then you have iron fist which i believe i believe that um madam gao who is um the chinese tong leader from daredevil i think i saw her in the trailer for iron fist but i'm not sure so like great she's coming back like she's a, a powerful chinese woman but still a villain and still i mean we're getting some asian protagonists and the 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 woman who is working with danny rand um and i think there was another another asian guy that i saw but unfortunately i don't know anyone's name so i'm part of the problem but hmm. it's still it's still centering a white man in this story and we have yet to really see a story in the marvel cinematic or the marvel televised universe that treats Asian characters with uh, that puts Asian characters in the center and treats them with a modicum of respect. Like if I'm sure these side characters or I hope these side characters will be great, but that still doesn't fix the problem that Daredevil season two had legions of faceless ninjas. <laughs> and it, it, it felt ridiculous. Like all those sequences were just kind of laughable because it was so like, are we back in the, I don't know, the 1980s or something here. Um, and I, the fact that Danny Rand is played by Finn Jones just doesn't give me any particular confidence about Iron Fist. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this isn't something I personally understood before I married my husband. Um, I'm a big Voyager fan. And, you know, I watched Harry Kim on Voyager, who's kind of their Asian character. And I liked him. Like, he's a can-do guy and he's an ensign. And then I married Frank, who deeply hates that character on a way where he can't even be on screen uh, without Frank, who's not an angry dude, just wanting to, like, leave the room. And it really made me aware of some trends that, you know, as a white person, I had just completely missed in how Asian guys are treated. Harry Kim is always the butt of the joke. He is constantly emasculated. He gets pregnant in season one. And, you know, like he never gets to fly the ship. And he's like second banana to, uh, you know, uh, to Ensign Paris. 
uh, so not Ensign Parrot, Lieutenant Paris. So, you know, and once I saw that, I was like, I'm like, oh, I get this now. Like Asian women are hypersexualized and Asian men are demasculinized, right? Like they're kind of treated like crap. So it's, it's why like kind of going back to these stereotypes after having like the most awesome, you know, black superhero show ever made and like probably the most feminist superhero show right. ever made. I just... I, I don't understand it. Like, because mm-hmm. the whole thing they wanted to do with Netflix Marvel was tell stories that they couldn't tell on film, like give voices a voice that hadn't had it before. So it's just utterly bizarre. Yeah. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Sorry for the abrupt total shift there. But this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, a service which I was using at 2 in the morning last night. Uh, You can enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at squarespace.com. And if you don't know, at Squarespace, you can build an entire website without spending a dime. You can make it your baby. You can customize it using templates or using any coding skills that you have. But even if you don't have those coding skills, you can just build an entire website using drag and drop tools that they have um, on their back end. And once you've built that website, you can decide that you are committed to it. You're going to enter into an eternal marriage with it. Uh, and then you sign up and you you have a freaking website uh, with plans that start at just $12 a month. So I obviously have a Squarespace website um, for for my books uh, where I advertise my books, and I <laughs> am obsessed with tweaking it, even though I don't need to, because I find it I find it very pleasurable to just get that instant response of like, oh, that looks that looks really pretty, and that looks better. Like just yesterday, I. Uh, I have my recent blog posts at the bottom of the page. And yesterday I changed the format so that now it's this nice, neat row of beautiful thumbnails so people can see my recent blog posts and be like, oh, I want to see what Daria was uh, reading in January. That looks like a, a nice book cover there. It's KJ Charles, Wanted a Gentleman. Good book. But anyway, I, I really enjoy like working with this working with this platform and seeing what I can make with it and improving my website every time. And I also enjoy looking at the other templates and wanting to make whole new websites, which I really shouldn't do because I don't have time. I only need one. For goodness sake, restrain yourself. Uh, Squarespace, uh, you can get a unique domain. Uh, Like I said, they have tons of templates, even just basic like one page, like make one page to advertise yourself. You can do that. It's really easy. You don't have to install anything or patch anything or upgrade anything. And they have a great help section. Um, which I actually actually just linked out uh, because I have a friend who has a website and he needs help, you know, showing up on Google search. And I was like, oh, Squarespace taught me how to do that. They taught me how to make the Google bots crawl my website so it shows up in search. I will link you to that convenient tutorial because Squarespace is awesome like that. And their customer support is 24-7 if you actually need to talk to a real person. Uh, so that's great. And like I said earlier, you can quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. When you sign up, you can use offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for ROCKET and RelayFM. Uh, And you can build an entire website and fall in love with it without even doing that, without even giving your credit card number away. So go ahead and do that today at squarespace.com and then use offer code ROCKET to get 10% off that first purchase. Thank you, Squarespace, for your continued support of ROCKET and RelayFM. 
Why the weird Love voice? Them. Why the weird voice? <laughs> I don't know. Why? <laughs> I just why never Simone? know. Why? I mean, why Simone? That that's that, that's, that's always the question of the show. Christina? Well, I'm working on some longer form uh, features on a couple of things. And um, I review, I'm reviewing some laptops. I'm reviewing a gaming laptop, Ooh. doing some other stuff. So, oh. yeah. Which one? Can you uh, say? Yeah, yeah. The new Alienware 13 inch. Oh, let me know how it plays Civ 6. Yeah, That's no, a very it, critical question. It plays it very well. It, 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 has, a, it has a 1060 mm-hmm. uh, a graphics card, um, which is great. Um, six gigs of uh, video RAM. Um, it, it can do VR. I mean, it's it's a pretty beefy 13 inch laptop i'm not gonna lie but it's it's good yeah i've played some six on it that's good um i'm I'm playing some other stuff just to kind of see how how it holds up it's it's nice so far yeah brianna what about you uh let's see i'm going to i just texted you a picture of a kate spade bag so you will buy it that's what i'll be doing all week i'm just gonna spam your phone with it Mm -hmm. um i go into disney world uh you know my husband and i yeah, it get really serious here for a minute. Like my marriage is the most important thing in my life and campaigning is hell. It is so bad, guys. You have no idea. So um, you know, like we do this every year to take time for our marriage and make it about ourselves and yeah, have a week down there where, you know, we're not working, we're really together. So I'm gonna go down there and unplug as best as I can during a campaign, but I suspect it will not be that much. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm doing that. And uh, I've got Peace in Cosmo coming up, which I'm really excited about. Awesome. This bag is really cute. And Isn't I resent it? you. <sighs> Isn't That's it so cute? cute. We just really link? gorgeous. Dare I kind of want to buy you. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm selling it to you right now, Christina. Sorry. Disgusting. Sorry, Simone. You should buy this bag, though. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, I gosh, I'm doing a lot of a lot of pitching over at my my Polygon job, pitching video series and wrapping some things up so I can get started on new things. Definitely one thing, future exciting project lined up. So, uh, and I'm excited to get a few more rolling as well. Um, and then my book launches next week, so I have been oh. I put together a marketing plan this weekend, and yeah, I'm very very excited. Um, anxiously waiting for it to go up on NetGalley. Uh, I'm gonna check again right now because I'm obsessed with getting my book on NetGalley. It will get there eventually. Uh, yeah, so I'm super excited. Uh, that's what I will be doing. I'll be writing blog posts literally all week, so I can be posting them. Do Christina week. and I get advanced copies of it so yes, we can seriously. talk about it on Rocket? Come on, yeah, you I can totally hook send us you. up. Yeah, I can totally send us up because we, um, we definitely want to talk about it. I think that's how are we going to do that? Should we do like a really long topic after the show, like spend thirty minutes talking about her book? Or I, mean, I, think, I feel like now. if we do, yeah. it should be an extra thing because it's I don't it's not a tech topic and i don't want to but make it all about love me. i don't care people i don't care i'm gonna yeah i think we i i i, I vote one of my vetoes and I, and I think brie might agree with me on this yeah. i think that you're yeah. important enough simone your book is important enough that I, screw it being a tech topic first of all the digital publishing process is tech so we can even get into that That's if you I'm want happy, to okay? i'm happy to do it with a tech angle but i feel like even if you both veto me, I will feel awkward enough about it that but you I would will do, not but, be entertaining. <laughs> uh, how often do you talk about like our projects that are unrelated? I mean, like they are related, on. though. No, but they're. It, come we, on, for Congress. When have you ever that's done anything of, that's yeah. not tech-related, Christina Warren? Yeah, we've talked a lot about my Bachelor podcast, and 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 that's only <laughs> tangent. You know what I mean? Like, 
Okay, well, The Verge has a, a a bachelor draft running this season, so I think we I can say that that is uh, no. That's that's just that's just no. There's there's uh, nothing tech related to The Bachelor. Trust me, I've tried. There's not. <laughs> I've tried. Which brings me to when will Polygon.com let me have a dating column with Julia? You should do that. Oh my yeah, god, we should. should tell yeah, Chris Grant. Should. I will tweet I will. furiously well, at Chris Grant. I Don't will do that. tweet Chris Cramp, but I want Rocket listeners this week. Are you listening to me right now, Rocket listeners? Please tweet Simone and tell her to just shut up and let us talk about her book <laughs> yes, on this seriously, show. Let us, just, like, tweet, tweet us at Rocket uh, 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 underscore Rocket FM and, and, yeah. and say, Simone, we want to hear about your book. Like, Let us yeah. know because, Simone, if, if the readers want it, you can't deny them, can you? Yeah, you got to yeah, give it to them. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you oh. online, Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl on and the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. And Brianna? Space Cat Gal. Sweet beans. You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and my videos at poly- youtube.com slash polygon, where I will be posting videos again very soon. I know I haven't had one from me go up in a long time, but hopefully you've been enjoying Griffin and Nick's ongoing adventures. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you really, really enjoyed it or even semi enjoyed it or hated it, please let us know via the iTunes rating system, because that is a thing that is good. This episode is terminated 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 